to you as always by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, standuprecords.com. Uh, my guest today, it's a very special show. It's a very special show. This is a, a first for uh, Laughing Matters. Uh, first off, my uh, comedian guest, very funny. Thanks for being on the show. Chell Bjorgen. Yes. Colleen Justice. Hey. And I have hey. a... I uh, I've, I haven't done the co-host thing before. I don't like uh, sharing the AM spotlight, but I feel like I feel like it's about time. So time to share. it is. It is definitely time to share. Uh, I think you got uh, a comment or two in the last show, but this is official. Uh, my uh, my the woman of my life. The I wasn't sure what to, life partner girlfriend life partner. Yes, Becky right. Gonzalez co-hosting the show. With me today. Hello. Hey. How's it going? Hey, see, you can you can sense the chemistry on the radio. It's fantastic. Like it's immediate. Yeah. yeah. If like you know, it's I feel like it was a pretty good recreation yeah, of the very mates. first time that we Feeling. that we met. Yeah. yeah we, we just said like, hey, hello. Just, just poked each other for a few minutes, felt each other out, yeah. and it's yes, it's been yeah. each other's butts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we yep. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, thanks for doing the show. Uh, plugs, upcoming shows. You guys got anything uh, going on? Yeah, Colin, what do we have? is there shows that we got yeah, going on? Sometime in June. What is it? I June 1st and 2nd at Comedy Corner Underground. Okay. ComedyCornerUnderground.com uh, yeah, for tickets here, for that. Like, yeah, if I were here like two weeks ago, I would have had like a lot of shows to share with you guys, but they're no, all already, they already got snowed out. How, oh, the, uh, none of them happened? <laughs> Three, one of, what was it? I had three shows in a row, and two of the three were, oh. we, had a, we had a Friday show, and then Saturday was done, and Sunday, all canceled, because that went blizzard. Oh, yeah, that never, they didn't reschedule them or anything? No. Oh. Nope. Well, in yeah. the process. Well, yeah. You okay yeah. over there, Chubb? Yeah, I can't hear anything on the headphones, so like, it's oh, better if I can just... Okay. I yeah. can't either. Gotcha. So, Comedy Corner Underground, what are those dates again? June 1st and 2nd. June 1st, and you got uh, a high school reunion. I'm performing for the Blaine uh, High School Union 25th reunion, which is, so that's right around my age, so it should be interesting to... You this, know, is like, this is like the class of 48 or something, and you're <laughs> right, just so right. much of grizzled World War II veterans. Well, that's what my, that gig I was telling about, that at the house in Norway. It was a lot of older people, and then one of them was a politician. I don't know what he was, but he, he spoke for like five minutes, and he sat in the front. And then he glared at me the whole time. And you think of our comic as, like, um, paranoid. Yeah. It was brought up to me by the guy that booked me for the gig saying, did you notice that guy in the front row that hated you so much and didn't smile at all? So these are fun. These are always interesting. Private gigs are always interesting. And he's a, he's a politician. Yeah. Do you know who... Who, well, who it was? No, I asked Mark him. Dayton? Do you know who it was? It, well, it was uh, not anyone f of that caliber. sitting under okay. the chair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mark Dayton. Is he short? No. It's a bad joke, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he get, wasn't he under his desk during the... Something happened at the when he was at the Capitol when he was a senator. Oh, okay. Remember that? No, I... Okay, never mind. No. I believe you, though. It's probably... <laughs> He used to drink. I mean, I'd imagine he woke up under some desks in his day. Sure. Or chairs or whatever. Heck yeah, I have. Yeah. <laughs> somebody Google it. So you got, and that's, I would imagine that's a closed show then, that Blaine one. Like you'd, uh, you, you can't just, it's not, the, it's not open to the public. I think it is. I mean, that's the thing. Sure. It's like, why not? Who, Put anyone can show tag. You that, can be buried. That be I remember me, we took a reunion crashers. Intro to chemistry together. Yeah. <laughs> That would be actually funny. Like, just do a little bit of research, look up yeah, their yearbook, yeah. and yeah. then... That's a great idea. That, yeah. Boom, let's write that. Let's do that. Okay. Reunion crashes. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're going to be looking for a comedy, uh, so it would be a lot of uh, crowd work, in my opinion. Is that what you do at a lot of these private shows that aren't, like... Like it's comedy, yeah. but it's also like, oh, you're in a cafeteria, and it, it's yeah, it's more so. You got to make it about them. I, it, I mean, it's a different venue. Make it about them. Then if it's a comedy club, then you can do jokes. But I, I come to find if if it's something private or where they all know each other, or it, it's better to make them a part of the show and be kind of the center of attention. That's what they like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because you can't really. It seems kind of. I've always found. I've only done a few of those, uh, but it all. It seems 
kind of pretentious just to do your act. Right, exactly. Nothing is conducive for comedy. Like, the lights are all up, everyone can see each other, sometimes there's kids there, and it's... Yes. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird experience on both ends, I think, for both the, the people entertaining and the people that are watching. But God, did those things pay. Yeah, they pay. I and mean, then you got funny stories afterwards. Even if it's a nightmare story, it's still funny. Well, yeah, because I think a lot of the audience like gets, too, that, oh, this is not a good gig for, like... Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes they get that. Sometimes yeah. they don't. No, sometimes they just like we don't like him. We sometimes they just hate you. You know, as long as you're not funny, <laughs> yeah. we don't like him as a person, as a human being. We just don't like him. Yeah, yeah, I've gotten that. <laughs> That's why it's important to have a good, stable life you know, partner. Life partner. Yeah. Well, I feel like with reunions too. Like I, I feel like you'll just—it's a perfect ground for a lot of comedy because you're going there. You can just point out the people who are like trying to fit into something that you maybe they were in high school or everybody has yeah. this like I've got to be somebody that I'm really not we and were just talking about this and I said because I we're about the same age I graduated in 91 <laughs> well you got held back we were like four months apart <laughs> um, he, they so I found I found that the f- year five reunion was that reunion like yeah. they were I'm doing this what are you doing 25, everyone's Everybody's like, life, no, no, every, 25 years. year, everyone's basically in their life going, yeah, that didn't turn out how I yeah, hoped, and they don't true. even care anymore. They're just like, yep. should we all just drink now? Should we yeah. drink? Because... Yeah, this here's all my it. failures. Like, yeah. Here's everything that didn't happen. Yeah. Here's my kids are all erect, yeah, but right, whatever, right, right. I'm yeah. still here. Remember when I wasn't <laughs> fat? Yeah, I remember yeah. that, you guys? <laughs> cool. They just let it all hang out at that yeah. point. Yeah. That's true. The farther along you are. Yeah, there. It, I think. I, I haven't gone to mine since maybe my 15, but I would think that everyone at this point, who's trying anymore? Yeah. We're all just yeah. sad. Cheers to whoever's been divorced, you know, yeah, the we're most all, time. Yeah, we're all just sad. <laughs> like, yeah, didn't see this at all coming. Yeah. Yeah, taking advantage of this uh, nicer weather now? I mean, today it's kind of cloudy and overcast, but. Well, I don't want to kill myself nearly as much. So oh, okay. That works. Do you have the seasonal effect? No, I not have that bad. That sounds terrible. I do. Well, everybody, I mean, who does? That was a long winter. And there the is a. The snow in April was brutal. There's a sense of accomplishment when I feel it every year when you're like past it. You're like, I made another one. It was, <laughs> I think, four years ago. My birthday is on April 4th. My kids got a snow day. I mean, that's that was only four years ago. So it wasn't that yeah. many years ago yeah. where we had another brutal. But this one was even worse. It was just longer, and they give you a little taster. It was just, it felt like it was never coming. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I, yeah, I agree. It's funny how you do get that like weird sense of accomplishment just surviving another winter. Yeah. Like you did something. That's exactly I made it. I, that the like, conclusion I've come to, where I've always kind of thought, being from Minnesota, I always felt yeah. like we're Minnesota nice, kind of perceived as kind of weak but i'm like to survive those winters and come out it's like you're automatically in a good mood once it's warm it's a weird yeah. by default you're just happy because you can go outside and not be freezing and i i, I kind of pride i think that's a, something important that we should well then they get about. to the point where it's like oh it's 43 and then like you see people out shorts. in shorts and yeah. flops it's just a little i'm always freezing until it gets like to a 70 i'll still have a sweater on Mm-hmm. Or you finally like actually see your neighbors that you haven't seen. I feel like that's a drawback. You get <laughs> you get <laughs> for our complex. It's like yeah, once a year you. It's like everybody finally comes out and you meet each other again for the first time, and then yeah. a couple months later you're back inside. Yeah. And yeah. Like oh okay, your kids have gotten bigger. Yeah. And you live right next. Yeah, door. it was like the national night out where you like are like oh, I yeah. can't wait for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Go to those. <laughs> well, like the 4th of July, you're like, I could go another year without seeing yeah. most of you guys. <laughs> yeah. This is it. Uh, but yes. That's why most neighborhoods, you know, don't have a lot of terrible riffraff because you don't really have to interact with each other all that much. No. So Prince said keeps the bad people out. Yeah. Uh, and you'd like this, you know, people coming out almost like you've survived a battle a little bit. But, like, instead of, like, you didn't really fight. You just kind of, like, stayed in and watched Netflix. Right, right. But then you emerged, and you're like, ah, I did it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Persevered. But, uh, Colleen, you were saying before the show, too, about that idea of, 
you feel guilty when the weather's really nice mm-hmm. for not taking more advantage of it, not going to the beach, not yeah. doing Don't, something. You can't be out inside and just be lazy. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so tired, I could take a nap. But it's sunny, and it's never sunny, so you feel like you kind of have to, where you get guilt-free laziness yeah, in the winter. In the winter. Why would I go? Yeah. I mean, I'd, be, I'd die. Right. I'd, so this is, you know. Which is sucky because... In the for comics, the summer is the worst season for as far as getting jobs and working. Yeah, yeah. No, in Minnesota, no one goes to see comedy, but in the winter, it's like you'll get all these shows, and I can't tell you how many times when it gets late, like dark at four, you're like, I just want to stay in. I wish, it. you know what I mean? You don't yeah, want to, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. feel that urge to go out to open mics or go do mm-hmm. gigs. You're just like, ugh, I just want to stay when in. That's there's audiences, that's exactly and then you get right. the shows in the summer where there's like six. I know, people but that's when I want to go cabin. out. Should yeah, work yeah. on my mm-hmm. clock. Doesn't work that way for me. What about you, Chell? You, I uh, like cross country yeah. skiing in the dark. That's why I love winter. Cross country skiing in the dark. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? Really? There's no, there's like no reason extreme. to go outside. There's no reason to go outside. Snowshoeing? Yes, yeah, snowshoeing. And I got asthma, so it's like if I'm if in the. Oh, in the excuse me. What? Boy, that was a. Did you say not a fan of Chell's asthma? Yeah. What's uh, you're gonna heckle <laughs> heckling my asthma? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Cold weather, it, it makes asthma worse. Did you guys know that? Yeah. I, uh, it, I guess it stands to reason. Yeah. What's the most strenuous thing you do in the winter? I do a lot of push-ups. Really? Sure. Maintain that figure? <laughs> when it's st- like strenuous, like I had to like help people push their... Oh, are you taking a break? Yeah, like eight seconds. Okay, I had to help people push their cars out of the snow, and then I collapsed because I couldn't breathe. Yeah, we got stuck like four times that weekend. All right, yeah. we'll be back with more Laughing Mares right after this. Don't go anywhere. You know, here at Stand Up Records, when we say we have the best names in comedy, we're not messing around. In fact, we were there first, with comedians who went on to become household names. Names like Hannibal Burris, Maria Bamford, the Sklar Brothers, Doug Stanhope, Mark Marin, and Lewis Black. So why not head on over to StandUpRecords.com or Amazon.com or the iTunes Music Store and pick up a classic CD, DVD, or download of the best comedians working today. And check out some of our other artists, because you never know who the next big thing will be. That's StandUpRecords.com. Hello, AM950 listeners. I am Tabitha Montgomery, Executive Director at Powderhorn Park Neighborhood Association, where we believe in connecting, informing, inspiring, and advocating for community. One of the ways that we are doing that is with our first annual Powderhorn Shark Tank Small Business and Big Ideas Competition for local makers, hustlers, and entrepreneurs throughout Minneapolis. Don't miss your chance to submit your application online at ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Again, that's ppna.org backslash Powderhorn Shark Tank. Applications will close at 12 a.m. on March 11th. Don't miss your chance. And be sure to mark your calendars for the actual Powderhorn Shark Tank event on Saturday, May 19th from 2.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Powderhorn Park Recreation Center. See you there. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono-ultramicroscopic silico-volcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono-ultramicroscopic silico-volcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Here on 
AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Uh, I feel like I'm the only show that plays Welcome to the Jungle in their uh, soundtrack. I just want to apologize to my guests, Colleen and Chell. I, are you, you guys okay? It's mid. Well, it's actually, I think it's in the middle right now, but it's definitely uh, 100% louder than it was. At right. the start of it. But you know what they say, Colin, if the music's too loud, you're too old. Right? <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> yep, June 1st and 2nd at the Comedy Club Underground. He'll be there. Yeah. Get more of that. Slinging <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah. Going into the crowd, burning them, Bjorgen style. <laughs> yeah. All right, speaking of burning the crowd, uh, it's, I don't think it's in the news anymore, but uh, for a while... Michelle Wolf was all over the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I'm uh, I'm anxious to get uh, your guys' take on it. First, like, I mean, just what you thought of the performance. But then secondly, like, the reaction and everything right. like that. So um, whoever well, wants to I, just open up the well, floor. Well, I honestly didn't. I never, I didn't watch. I wa Obviously, everyone gets them in the read after it's happened and said and done. So I, I didn't, she... I don't know. I'm not familiar with her mm -hmm. at all, and I, I know she's a writer and whatever. And so I just didn't think some of the jokes. I'm like, they weren't particularly hilarious for you know what I mean. I'm sure she has writers helping her and yeah. all of that. I find, and there is like this fine line. I don't know. I didn't see her whole set. I misheard one of her jokes, and when she said she burns facts. I That's thought she exactly said she burned she fat. She burned fat too. And I thought, well, that I, there is this sense of of it, sometimes it gets a little nasty. And I know that's what they. What I was most appalled by is that the people that hired her, everyone was like, oh, the Republicans don't have a sense of humor. The people that hired her threw her under the bus, and they were like, that wasn't the spirit in which you right. you did your homework. You knew what you were getting with her, and yeah. and so there's almost like. I like it when you can't tell when people hate that person so much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, when you yeah. when we do roasts and there's almost like you roast someone, but there is a appreciation for the person where it makes it a little less more easy to swallow. And I'm I like you know I can take crap as much as anyone, but there's when you can when there really is no love lost or when there is that much vitriol, it's harder. It's not as enjoyable because you're just yeah. watching someone just take it because that person hates you that much. And I'm, it's got to be a weird feeling to stand, sit there and have someone really, really hate you and say all the things that they think about you to your face, which is with no, hey, but thanks for being, there's usually roasts kind of end with, hey, thanks for being a good sport or thanks. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. When you have, when, when that part is gone, it gets a little bit, Oh, that's harder to watch for me. Well, Vicky. yeah. Go ahead. Well, I think that I watched, you know, the whole thing. I listened to it several times because some of the, I was like, okay, did she say that? Yeah. Or then when I saw yeah. it in quotes, I'm like, okay, well, that, yeah. that really isn't as bad no. as what it right. kind of came out to be. But it, it, like, they had to have seen that material before she got on there. I can't imagine you just being right out there, especially knowing you're putting somebody up there that is, Again, you know, has yeah. completely different beliefs than right. the person you're representing. Yeah. You know, you're there to roast. But I think what was interesting because um, my views are, you know, probably more along the lines of hers than on the other side. But at the same time, it's like it, it was like one of two things: either you, so if you're not for Trump, yeah, you really loved everything right. she said, right. and then you you had to just be one extreme or the other, and then. We make excuses for being mean and yeah. rude. Like, well, okay, well, she can totally say whatever she wants because right. President Trump says all these terrible right. things. We're like, neither one of them are really okay for you to do. Yeah. Like, you can roast somebody and have fun and make jokes without being insensitive and right. just downright icky. Yeah. So it, it was just, it was a, a little hard to, like, listen to a little bit, but... That's what that dinner is for. Yeah. Like, this is, it you is. created this dinner yeah. to be for this. Right. But, and yeah, then they just kind of threw her under the bus. That and was, was like, appalling. Oh, she should have never said that. Well, that's what she was paid to do. Yeah. That was, she had one job and she did it. Yeah. And, Chell? <clears throat> yeah, I know that is what that is for. It just seems like 
it's not conducive to the uh, the environment that we're in right now. It's everything is so polarizing that it, it we become more and more um, either you're with us or you're against us. And if you're not on our side, then you're an idiot or you're full of lies. And even though they're supposed to be jokes, and uh, yeah, I just I even at regular roasts and like Comedy Central, um, I think those people that are on the dais know what they're getting into and the people being the person being roasted knows what they're getting into i don't think uh what's her name huckabee sarah, sarah huckabee yeah. sanders sarah huckabee sanders signed up at her job is i think challenging enough where she's getting beaten up by the press i think she signed up for that to be roasted like that and it just it just seems like it's not uh, the most beneficial in this day and age to well, when have you that. See well, someone, it, was, it looks like they're almost going to cry. It makes it not fun anymore. You're like, oh. Why? Go ahead. Why? One of the things I thought was interesting was she literally like 20, 30 seconds on Sarah. And she did poke fun of a lot of other people. Yeah. A couple of the men she yeah. made jokes. One, Chris Christie's weight. The other yeah. guy, something with his yep. chin. Nothing. No one said anything. But a couple jabs at Sarah and it's all over. Oh, she's disrespectful. How we feel so bad for this woman mm -hmm. because she said something against her looks when I don't think she intentionally meant to do that. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's a little bit of a double standard where, okay, it's okay if we make fun of men, it's okay if we make fun of this, but we go anywhere near, you know, the whole Sarah thing. And then you're just yeah. trashed. And the fact that by, by not showing up, and not doing anything, which Trump hasn't done for the last two years. Like, the whole point of it is to, I'm like a little bit of a roast, but Bush and Obama, even in the, the years where they weren't as popular, still showed up. You do jokes, and then it, you get, you know, you get yeah. your say. So what it's become now without Trump going is it's almost like a boxing match, but only one person showing up. Yeah. And then you go, ah, oh, you believe this. And it's like, well... Trump yeah. can Trump can get writers. He did that gridiron dinner where right. he made fun of Hillary and stuff. Yeah. Like he can go up there. Yeah. He can do his jokes and then yeah. it's gonna seem more balanced. Yeah. But when you just have Michelle Wolf going up there and doing jokes in the context of a comedy performance, yeah. and then the media does what the media does, yeah. like what they did for Trump, where she was and she kind of called him out on it. But then it's like, oh, look at the offensive stuff she said. Look at the offense, you know, like it's so masturbatory, the whole media thing. Right. Anyway, it's like, you tell us we're awful, but we're going to keep talking about how you tell us we're awful. And, like, you know, it, everything else gets drowned out. Like, I don't think anything she said was particularly egregious. But no. I, And then from a career standpoint, I think she hit it out she, of the yeah, park. Exactly. She's going to be selling out yeah. shows for years now. And apparently she's a very, uh, her, her, the people, I think she's a comedy seller comic. And there are people on both ends of the spectrum politically and had people that don't agree with her politically that say she's a great person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. and isn't that wonderful? Can we be politically right. a little bit more mm -hmm. diverse and not be instantly evil or bad or not worthy of? There was like you think about back in the the um, and this is obviously when I was a child, but you hear about like the Reagan era where mm -hmm. they would just go at it on the floor yeah. and then there was a there is just something and it's not just with trump it's it's been coming yeah. it's getting weirder and meaner and with social media yeah. we'll talk more about that uh after the break we only got about 10 seconds so you're listening to laughing matters here on am 950 the progressive voice of minnesota sponsored by stand-up records don't go anywhere dave wait hot dog Sometimes I think I should go see a therapist. I know that's something you can't say in the Midwest. It's probably more comfortable to fart on an elevator and tell everybody to get a whiff. The all-new album from StandUpRecords.com. We went to Milwaukee because my dad was collecting postcards at the time. So we drove seven hours in a car to see tiny pictures of other better vacations. Now available from StandUpRecords.com, the iTunes Music Store, and Amazon.com. Dave Waite, hot dogging. All right. Hi friends, I've been talking to you about Minnesota's first green cemetery, Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's an entirely new way of looking at our last earthly step. Burials are designed to have as little impact on the environment as possible, for many of us a continuation of the commitment we made during our lifetimes. Let me suggest you go to the website mngreengraves.com. Explore what it is. Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. It's a lovely place, a peaceful place. Minnesota's first green cemetery. 
Hi, I'm Damien Strange, Executive Director of Northeast Minneapolis Arts Association, NEMA. And I'm personally inviting you to Art World, May 18th through the 20th. View artwork of over 650 artists in every medium at more than 50 locations throughout Northeast Minneapolis, including studio buildings, art galleries, homes, storefronts, and local businesses. The Artist Open Studio Tour may include demonstrations, mini workshops, installations, and special exhibitions. Studio tours offer a great opportunity to ask questions, discuss techniques, experience art firsthand, and purchase unique artwork directly from artists. Art World gives you a unique opportunity to meet the artists who make our community so vibrant and invest in our art community by purchasing artwork that you connect with. For more information, go to nema.org. That's nema.org. Looking forward to seeing you at Art World. This is Dan Brooks, Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor with RBC Wealth Management. For the past 19 years, I've been managing wealth for individuals, institutions, and corporate retirement plan sponsors. Throughout my career, I've seen common traits in successful investors. They include the courage to be diversified, the willingness to work with a professional, the discipline to follow a plan, and patience. I welcome the opportunity to help contribute to your financial success. Call me at 612-371-2396. Warning. Last year, over 40,000 Americans died in car-related accidents. Not a pleasant thought, is it? In fact, as thoughts go, it's downright depressing. Well, that's where we can help cheer you up. We're StandUpRecords.com, and we offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, downloads, and merchandise from the best comedians on Earth. Artists like Mark Marin, Maria Bamford, Eddie Pepitone, and Doug Stanhope. Available at fine record stores, Amazon.com, and the iTunes Music Store. That's StandUpRecords.com. Come on, listen to us while you're driving. Live dangerously. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Tonight, scattered showers with a low around 49. Sunday, sunny with a high near 71. And Monday, sunny with a high near 75. Now that it's officially grilling season, don't just settle on what's in the cupboard. Add the flavor of Vinaigrette's premium oil and vinegars to create an unforgettable meal. Since 2009, independent family-owned and operated food store specializing in everything Vinaigrette. Locations in Minneapolis. Find out more at vinaigrettemn.com. Early one morning while making the rounds I took a shot of cocaine and I shot my woman down I went right home and I went to bed I stuck at love and 44 beneath my head And we're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Brought to you by Stand Up Records. Check them out, standuprecords.com. Buy my CD, Sex and Politics. Got another... Uh, Got a royalty check in the mail today, $13. Keep supporting. Nice job. Keep supporting recorded live stand-up comedy. Is that royalty? Is that from, like, uh, being played on XM Satellite I'm not, I think uh, one old lady mistakenly purchased my album on <laughs> iTunes. It was a touchscreen thing, and then she was like, wait, what? Yeah, me. she was trying to scroll, and then she bought <laughs> sex and politics. And a prom dress. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, my guests, if you're just joining us, Chell Bjorgen, Colleen Justice, my beautiful girlfriend, Becky Gonzalez, uh, we were talking about how things seem to be, they've always been divisive in America, even like at the very beginning, yeah. should we be loyal to Britain, should yeah. we, but, uh, like, yeah, like, the, up until, it seems like maybe that, like, Newt Gingrich Republican revolution kind of when Bill Clinton was in office, like, just this kind of, like, uncompromising, ideological, like, any sign of negotiation is surrender. It's capitulation. You just have to stand firm, and, you know, if you shut down the government, if all the harm, it doesn't matter. And there, you don't really get that... You don't, you don't want to say boys club or anything, but that idea like, okay, it's it's for the cameras, and then once they're put away, the scotch comes out, the cigars come out, and you're actually able to get some work done. Whereas like now with the 24-hour news cycle, and the fact that even if it's just like a regular house seat, you have to be raising millions yeah, of dollars to compete. Yeah, you be a regular guy and run for yeah. anything anymore. It's constant campaigning. Yeah, that's all. And I think, too, that if you look at even... Like audio, like we used to hear about you know you know Bill or Bill Clinton. You know, we got so much done and it was great and there was compromise and da da da. But when you look at like some of the speeches he gave in regards to um, 
immigration, um, the things that we're talking about now, you could play it Bill Clinton immigration speech and you wouldn't, and if it was just like in type, Transcript? you mm. would say that's a Trump speech. It wasn't that far off. You had mm. even actually had um, Barack Obama saying the immigrants hurt the black worker you they'd bring the things that you'd be like is this trump talking no this was and i think things have gotten so far the gulf between the two opinions like there are reasonable where where you know uh uh that there is no compromise because they're not even close anymore. There's like this whole idea that let everybody in, let nobody in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just like Or like Russia's the greatest enemy of all time to now why aren't we closer with Russia? So we're well, talking about Well, it was funny during the the uh, debates with um Barack Obama and um Romney. Romney. Yeah. And, and Barack made fun of him because Barack, uh, Romney said, Russia is one of our biggest threats. And they're like, oh, he's like, ha ha, the Cold War, their 90s called, they want their Cold War back or whatever. And yeah. here we are, that's all we're talking about. And that mm -hmm. was not even, what, seven years and ago? And now both positions have yeah. shifted, where right. Republicans are like, ah, Russia's no big deal. And the Democrats right. are like, Russia's the absolute worst, they stole the election. Right, right, it all is. All because of, yeah, partisanship and... The other side can't be right. And just the hypocrisy. Yeah. And I think, too, that the whole idea of your guy's going to be in sometimes and my guy's going to be in sometimes. And you just kind of got to roll yeah, with it's it. It's Coke and Pepsi. And you got to like, deal with it. And you yeah. can't right? what's going on now. It's I mean, Coke is way better than Pepsi. But okay. Well, to, yeah. I don't know. Have you taken the Pe Pepsi challenge? I, oh, yeah. Pepsi's way too sweet. That's why Pepsi won, is because it's too sweet. And it's, for one sip, it tastes better than uh, one sip of Coke. I worked for the Pepsi Challenge. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well, now I feel like we've but gotten ourselves into a <laughs> real I, conflict. I mean, it, it is kind of like the same idea, because it's either like you love one and you hate the other. Right. And, and, you you're know, with us if or you're against us. you're a Coke us. lover and someone's like, well, we don't have Coke, we have Pepsi. And someone's like, what the? What did you just give? What did you try right. to give me? Well, right. really not that far off. Right. Both, it's like the, the customers. Really when, you, when you say, they say, can I get Coke? And you say, we got a Pepsi price. And they get angry. They're yeah. mad. They're mad at me when I'm like, I didn't yeah. do anything wrong. I'm just telling you what we have. And it's not that far off. Yeah. And when both. Drink it. You'll be fine. When you have both parties that are trying to appeal to people and want to be in power, and it is a popularity contest, to a certain extent, you can pull them one way or another and i mean like if you would have uh, told the the like the republican party of george bush senior is not the republican party of donald trump no but that's just a testament to his personality and what you can or the democratic party under jimmy carter certainly wasn't the democratic party under bill clinton either so uh, this whole like us versus them kind of thing. Well, no, I mean, you can work within the system and pull it one way, pull it another way, affecting, you know, affecting change that way. Right. You remember, this is going to sound terrible, but remember when all those Republicans got shot playing softball? Oh, yeah, wasn't yeah. That, like, Steve Scalise or whatever. Wasn't that refreshing yeah. to see like everyone like unite together on the um, floor? It was like, how can you guys just stay here a yeah. little bit? What's, can we, like, like that kind of thing? Like, oh, yeah, they are just real human beings that have their own families and just right. like us. It, it's just Well, that's why there should be some issues that I, like, especially, like, campaign finance reform. Both parties should be for that. Right. Both Democrats and Republicans. Like, Aren't can they? we all agree that, well, I mean, someone's holding it up. Again, like I, I. What is the so? What my thing is, I think that you should be able to give as much money as you want to a candidate. The two thousand dollar increments to me, it's like why, why? Because then it then it's then only, a rich person. No, can, well, yeah, but, then you can but just. That's, I think that's where it happens now. It's only rich people because if you can only like get two thousand here and there from a little guy's standpoint, you know how many? It's just a lot harder. I think you don't have the. I don't know. I. I don't know much about it, but it just seems like why shouldn't you be able to give as much as you want? Because they do anyway. They do it in a weird. But I think it's pretty dangerous to ways. equate like money to speech. I mean, I feel like you, you cap it. You know, right. give both sides because it's all about the arguments that you're making. The fact that like I part of the reason Donald Trump was able to stay in so much is, and and win is because you have Republicans like Marco Rubio, like. 
uh, John Kasich, like whoever else is there. And all you really need is one mega wealthy guy to keep cutting you checks and you can stay in the election for months because you have that one person. So what does that do? It keeps the party divided. It keeps the Mona candidates higher. So then all Trump or all whoever liberal Trump will be, you know, because it's a pendulum. And, you know, OK, so this is what's going to take to get elected. The one then here's our person that can meet those qualifications and do that. <laughs> then all you need is just, you know, keep cutting checks, keep cutting checks. And you keep the then just someone, a charismatic person that continually continuously gets 25 eh, percent. So you're saying, the vote. so, okay, so then it's basically each of you get three million and that's your cap. Is that a good idea? Well, I feel like you can set some cap. Right, don't you think? But well, then, it's, then it's, um, yeah, because then it's still like what the content of what you're right. saying. Like right. you're still going to get the equal time, the all that sort of thing. But like if you can't say what you want to say with $300 million or whatever, then you're probably not saying anything worth saying or something that's going to be all that appealing. Right. To people, plus then you have, then you have the, the special interest that gets into it. And well, that's that's we're past that. It's hard to put the. Yeah. It's just, you know, you got all the big lobby groups. You got the, you got the NRA. You got the teachers unions. You got those. They're so engrossed and entrenched politically with their candidates. It's just, how do you, re, I don't know. How do you get back from that? That's what makes it, yeah. I mean, I like Barack Obama got in with the teachers unions too a little bit. I think Hillary Clinton, um, this was like when Bill was running for governor, she kind of had to uh, go after the teachers unions down there too. But yeah, I mean, that again, it's just a testament to how divided things are. Where like when you have people that try to, okay, admit like on our side, all right, this probably isn't all that good. But then the second you try yeah. to do it, then. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much sway you have, but like, really, it's just, you know, NRA or, yeah, teachers union, stuff like that. It's. Oh, you, well, you know who butters your bread. And yeah, you got exactly. That, and so then when you're in there, does it, I, it's, it, there's so much money involved in like what's going on now with like the, the, well, we're going to talk about that, the, the invest the Mueller investigation and, and, and money laundering and all this stuff. It's like, you don't care about that. That's what <clears throat> politics is. It's all about moving the money around, moving, you know, doing things under the table. It's, it's just so it's, how do you fix that? It's just, we're beyond it. It's just, it's well, that's the question too, is like what ultimately is going to come about of any of it? Because with the exception of the obstruction of justice charge, a lot of it just does seem to be like regular, you know, just rich people breaking the law kind yeah. of stuff. And it's like, okay, see, so you get him on this, but I mean, Trump's not going to fall. It might be Cohen or it might be some like well, small that, guy well, that, that could be pardoned. That, and that federal, that federal uh, judge just basically because of the the McConaughey was it McConaughey or who's getting in trouble now for the the money it's the banking stuff Edlovich no it's not it's a, <laughs> I think, uh, I Royal know. Comedy Theater <laughs> go ahead uh, check that out no but he this federal judge from Virginia where they're trying to get this guy Trump's old uh, he was on the staff of uh, Trump for five months or something that he laundered money and um, Manafort, this, the yeah, guy that was yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah, Ukraine yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so they're this judge. They're trying to get it dropped. Yeah. Um, Manafort is. And the, the federal judge is saying, listen, you guys don't care about Manafort. You want leverage to get Manafort to roll over and try to. That's why they're trying to get Trump to to testify and sit down under oath because yeah. they're doing a Bill Clinton on him. They're mm -hmm. going to find something to well, perjure him. Well, and the fact him. that he, 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 he's constitutionally incapable of keeping any story straight. Right. Like but, when he fired Comey yeah. and the White House is like, look, it's because of how he handled the email yeah. scandal. Then Trump's like, well, he kept investigating Russia. And you're like, oh, yeah. stick to message. He's, right. He can't. Or like even now Impossible. with the Rudy Giuliani thing yeah. where he's like, I, he's had, no get the I had no idea Stormy Daniels was even doing this. My lawyer took care of it and Giuliani's like, no, Trump paid yeah, him back. Yeah, yeah, Trump, yeah. he knew he was like. It's just, it is crazy. But it's that thing too is like if after two years, you can't find collusion or something when every there's he has no fans anywhere even in his own party people hate him a lot so it's like so many things going against him it's like if at, after two years you haven't found anything yet so now we're gonna get him on a technicality kind of like a Clinton thing we're gonna perjure him on the sex his sex life that's how impeachment it's just like at, you gotta like just at some point be like we looked 
There really wasn't. Well, I mean, it seems like the Nixon thing. Like, Trump, it just seems like that anyone that, like, a lot of these Trump people just seem like better call Saul's, where there's, like, shady people, and you you might find some stuff, because they're just fixers. Right. But, like, no actual crimes. I mean, I feel like it was just a bunch of idiots that are like, oh, I'll meet with this Russian, yes, and, like, exactly. we'll get some dirt, and they didn't know any better, and right. whatever. But it's the cover-up. It's the obstruct, like, we're now like, oh, we could actually get him for that. And yeah, no one likes him. He's, yeah. Even people that work for him no. are frustrated right. by it. Right. So, I mean, obviously, yeah, if they can cut a deal, and he's he's, but, he, he's his own worst enemy. He, he has done more to stop oh, himself than any liberal activist or politician no, in the last two years. They, they just need to stop talking and just let him, he will take care of it. It's yeah. just weird. When I see him go off prompt, when he goes on a prompter, it's uncomfortable. Because it's like... You know, it's not natural for him. He needs to just. And no one is no one is more scared than his own staff. Like everyone else is like, yep. When he called into Fox and Friends and just rambled. And normally you want a president to keep talking. They're like, well, you probably have to go. He's like, no, I got nothing. Like you're running the. No, I got all the time in the world. All right, we'll be back with more laughing matters right after this. Pleased to meet you. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono, ultramicroscopic, silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that StandUpRecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's StandUpRecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. Hello, this is Ellen Krug from Hidden Edges Radio. When I'm not on the radio, I'm standing in front of audiences training about diversity and inclusion and on how to be welcoming to others who are different from us. More than ever, employers and organizations need professional diversity and inclusion training. I can offer that training through my company, Human Inspiration Works, LLC. I'd love to make your workplace or organization more welcoming. For more information, go to humaninspirationworks.com. Thank you. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. If you're someone that counts on AM950 to bring you the latest in progressive politics, news, and talk, remember, we can't do it alone. Support our many great advertisers and let them know you heard about their business on AM950. If you don't know who to talk to, simply write AM950 on your receipt. AM950 is supported by small, local businesses, so you're not only helping us and those businesses, but our local economy as well. For a complete list of our sponsors, log on to am950radio.com. Imagine a world where no one ever went hungry. Where you didn't have to choose between clean air and clean water. And where bitter, drunken comedians didn't have to work in small, dark clubs to tell you how severely screwed up everything is. If that kind of world scares you the way it scares us, then we can help. We're StandUpRecords.com. We offer the finest in CDs, DVDs, and merchandise from the best stand-up comedians on Earth. So please give generously. And remember, together we can't save the world. Yeah, no, we can't. So you may as well just buy something funny. That's StandUpRecords.com. And we're back with more Laughing Matters here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, brought to you by Stand Up Records. Check them out online, StandUpRecords.com. My guests, Chell Bjorgen, Colleen Justice, Becky Gonzalez. Uh, went by fast on the uh, final segment. Um, I want to talk, because we were kind of getting into it a little bit during the break about... Um, how Trump is like openly awful and a lot of politicians are awful. So the question is like whether or not it's better 
because you see behind the curtain. I mean, I I guess I personally just getting back to like the old school, like the Reagan thing. Like, okay, people, some of the characteristics that lead one to be successful in politics also might indicate that you're an awful narcissistic human being that uses others and like that sort. So hiding it, I feel like might be the best way. Cause then you, you know, at least you're not, the message isn't, you can be openly awful constantly and great things will still happen to you. Like right. keep it hidden, but yeah. you're saying, well, maybe and, not. And not even that. So, so back in the day where you got the Kennedys and sneaking girls in and out and strippers and prostitutes and all that stuff. And the, the, the press almost had a protective there. Yeah, they wouldn't cover it. They They just thought it was cool. They wanted to join him. They wanted to be invited to pool parties. And the girls would keep their mouths shut. It was just a special time. (laughs) (laughs) It was an innocent time. (laughs) You sound like a jaded Secret Service agent. Like, if only these damn broads would appreciate. He is under a lot of stress right now. There's missiles in Cuba, and you go shooting your mouth off. But I think now where you have... This hatred that is run so deep where the press, I mean, if I think they did a study of where, where people lean politically, and, and I don't think it's most people are probably more left leaning and even right leaning don't that don't like him. But they're having a hard time just being unbiased in the sense that and I would have that same thing. I don't I could never be a, a reporter because it would be hard not to have your own feelings leak into how you cover a story. And so when when. When it's just so, it, there's this bleeding of 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 um, news stories and and actually just trying to, like you said, you don't really have to work hard to tarnish because he does it pretty well himself. But there's no more loyalty in that sense, in that regard. Even if you don't agree with it, there's there's such a, a hatred there that there is. I've got information and it's getting out there like tomorrow, and we'll validate if it's right or wrong. After mm-hmm. the fact, like there's not even checking on stuff. I mean, you kind of there's retractions because of, you know, there's no punishment for being wrong. No, no, not in this administration, not covering this guy anyway. In both cases, like he'll flat out lie. Obama was right. wiretapping me, and that's not true. But then the media will throw out some stuff. Well, what, what even counts as media? Hit the guy in his building, though, he yeah. was getting wired. There was, I mean, so there was, but there is that weird. Broad brush if it's statement. tangentially related yes. to the truth. Right. Yeah. So the, and it's hard to know. <clears throat> I only think the bigger picture is what is important to focus on what is best for the country of America. So when you get bogged down in this stuff, this stuff that's oh, we're fighting amongst ourselves, look at North Korea versus South Korea, that the relations they had. So under the Obama administration, there was he didn't really do much to kind of confront that or challenge. Yeah. So right. And so now uh you have this president that has that Trump has got that kind of I'm uh just as crazy as you are. That's exactly it. And I've got more missiles. Yeah. So it seems like South Korea is crediting Trump for saying this is he is the one that has helped this relationship. Everyone is much more at ease. When it comes down to it, isn't that the most important thing? What what is collectively best for not just the United States, but for the world, and people are seeing that's what's good, as opposed to getting bogged down in such ridiculous stuff of, um, like Stormy Daniels, Stormy Dan- Daniels, and, and all that stuff. Even if that there's so much trying to link it to campaign weird distribution stuff, doesn't matter. You still know he was just trying to keep her quiet because he didn't want it well, to get it's out. It's been going on for yeah. every yeah. president probably yeah. since the beginning. Yeah, like oh, it's yeah. ha- been happening this entire time. So Millard Fillmore was a remarkably loyal man. He, no, I don't. He's been like all presidents. I just <laughs> yeah. wanted to like pick well, out an old like, random okay, one and be Obama like, he didn't, was. But for the most part, the majority <laughs> that has been going on, but it has right. been quiet. People like Stormy Daniels did shut their mouth. Not that it makes it right, but like I think if you're she in that got, when industry, when you get paid, you should shut your mouth. I mean, in that industry, there's kind of an underwritten yeah. rule. Like, yeah, you're all going to be giving yourselves to these politicians, rich people, but you shut up about it. Like, right. not that it makes it right. Well, and not only that, she got she took the money, cashed the check, and then she broke her deal. Well, Can both of them be shitty? Oh. Well, oh, oh my gosh, fine. oh my it's, gosh, can you get a manager? Yeah, yeah. It's not popular. <laughs> But again, it's like Trump is the last person to call out anyone for that kind of behavior. But I do agree that to the extent that by being a madman himself with weapons that he brought North Korea to the table, I don't think he has been getting enough credit 
for that. Right. But at the same time, again, like the partisan hypocrisy, we're like, Obama makes overtures with Iran. Let's get a peace deal together. We can tweak it and stuff. And Republicans are like, no, you're a fool. You're in over your head. They're just using you. But then Trump with North Korea, they're like, yep, do it. Like, this is so great. Like, yes, make peace. Make sure we get the weapons out of there. And, well, you know, I, yeah. I feel like in both cases, yes, let's, when it comes well, to foreign policy, you know, pulling troops out. Yeah. We don't need to have troops stationed at the Korean Peninsula if we can oh, make something happen. Yeah, Japan would hate that. And that's what's going to that's, well, that's be the downfall of this. I don't think that uh, North Korea will never denuclearize without getting something big in return. I mean, it all looks good now, and it is great. And I think that but he's out They've talked about coming to the table before. Right, they have. Yeah. And But I think they, he's going to want a big thing in return because he's going to want the troops out of of South Korea, they're gonna and and it, I just don't see it ever coming to fruition. But in the same thing with the Iran and Obama, I think the Republicans' big pushback on that was we're not getting anything. I mean, we were shipping pallets of money to them, bill, I don't know how many millions of dollars sent to them, and we still haven't even gone since, I think it was 2015 this happened, we haven't even gotten to go in and inspect. You know what I mean? So there was like this this kind of kabuki theater type look at us, we're, make work cross. We didn't get anything out of that, and I think that was the big pushback with that is, yeah, we need to have relations with these people because they're insane and they want to wipe out, you know, they want a world domination. I think there was a sense of what are we getting from this? Oh, we're going to get to in inspect. Well, we haven't yet and they haven't let us yet. And why were we secretly giving them money in the night? It was just this weird. But the trade-off is like nothing would have, like if we say no, right, they're still going to deal with Russia. They're still going right. to deal with China. They're still going to develop the nuclear weapons. So yeah. it's like either we can become a voice in their ear and like to a certain extent, try to open them up for maybe European Union expansion or like some other right. third party, because it's not going to stop regardless. But yeah. at least that way we can have like a little peak, which but, again with North Korea, I, I'm not opposed to. Yeah, but what if? But what if there's that thing of where Obama was looked at as kind of like not like that that red line that he drew and never and then didn't do anything with Syria, so they look at him like eh, he doesn't wanna. He's not big into. The war part. He's more of a. He's like more of a United States internal stuff. He that's his thing. So I'm wondering if Trump matches the crazy of these other crazies, where they're like, crap. We don't know what he's capable of, and it's almost like they're like they're more willing to deal with other crazy. They kind of respect other crazy, if that yeah. makes sense, because they're... But, he, but, but a lot of it just seems manufactured anyway. Like, the one big bomb he dropped, it was, like, just out in the desert anyway. And it seems right. like with Syria and stuff, he has been, like, giving people heads up, like, hey, we're gonna attack this chemical plant, so make sure people aren't around. Right. So, yeah. maybe it isn't as crazy. But if it brings people to the table, I'm all for it. Crazy. Alright. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. This is Laughing Matters. Bye.